Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers nearly a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. Are you looking to make better, healthier choices this year? Then let me help you out by introducing you to ButcherBox. ButcherBox not only helps you treat yourself to more delicious and wholesome meals, but it takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat with humanely raised beef, pork, chicken, seafood, and more that's delivered straight to your door. ButcherBox partners with folks who share their high standards and truly care about how animals are raised. Plus, they're B Corps certified, which makes me feel even better about my decision to be part of the ButcherBox community. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips. For free in every order for a whole year. Plus get, 20 per- plus, get $20 off your first order. That's right. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free offer and get $20 off. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. When arrived, they found the telephone and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. The satanic panic was a crazy time in our history. A time where music, movies, and role-playing games were being seen as the world's descent into hell and Satan taking hold of our youth. On June 19, 1984, a group of boys murdered their teenage friend. A murder that would, in a time of satanic panic, take a whole new, very dark spin. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Richard Allen Casso Jr., born March 29, 1967, was the son of a local history teacher and football coach at an affluent school. These well-known and well-liked parents couldn't say the same for their teenage son. He was a known drug addict and was often thrown out of the house and forced to live on the streets of suburban Northport, New York. He was also known to have a constant supply of marijuana, hash, LSD, PCP, and microdots that were either mescaline or low-grade LSD. And though he sold his supply on occasion, he was more likely to consume it himself. Not only was he known as the resident drug addict, but he was known to have dabbled in the occult and Satanism in the time of Satanic Panic. He was acquainted with the members of a group called the Knights of the Black Circle and would drive to the Amityville Horror House to celebrate the German pagan feast Walburgisnacht. And, in 1983, he was arrested for digging up a colonial-era grave in order to steal the bones for an unknown ritual. 
people were scared of him in a time where anything that vaguely showed signs of the devil or Satanism was seen as the ultimate evil. And this fear extended to his own parents. On at least one occasion, Ricky's parents admitted him to the South Oaks Psychiatric Hospital in Amityville, New York, for drug rehabilitation and psychiatric care. Less than a month after his arrest, Richard contracted pneumonia and was being treated at a hospital in Long Island, where his parents did their best to try and convince the doctors to involuntarily commit their son to a psychiatric hospital. However, at the time, the doctor made the conclusion that while he did exhibit antisocial behavior, he was neither psychotic nor violent. If only he knew how wrong he was. Not long after his release, he and another boy got into a fight when 17-year-old Gary Lauer stole 10 bags of PCP from Richard's jacket while he was passed out at a party. When Richard, who by then was calling himself the Acid King, confronted him, Gary gave five bags back and promised to repay the $50 for the ones he had used. This caused a rift between the boys, and on at least four occasions, Richard beat Gary. All of this anger bubbled over on the evening of June 19, 1984, when Richard and two other boys, Jimmy Troiano and Albert Quinones, set up a trap for Gary Lowers. Richard went to the small gazebo in Cow Harbor Park and called Gary to come get high with him. Not wanting to turn down drugs or further anger Richard, Gary agreed and headed to the park. The group walked to a nearby woods so they could set up camp and begin taking hits of what they claimed was mescaline and smoked several bags of PCP. At some point in the evening, a fight broke out between Richard and Gary that resulted in Richard biting Gary on the neck before stabbing him in the chest. Richard continued to assault Gary and, according to Albert, Jimmy helped by holding Gary down. Gary Lowers was stabbed between 17 and 26 times. His eyeballs sliced out during the stabbing, all while Richard demanded, say you love Satan. Instead, Gary said he loved his mother before finally giving in to Richard's demands. The boys then covered Gary's body with small branches and left him in the woods. But this isn't the end of the horror that was Richard Casso. Because always wanting to show off, Richard began inviting schoolmates to come with him to see his handiwork. He would brag about the murder, claiming that Satan himself manifested in the form of a black crow to show his approval of what Richard had done. Two weeks went by and almost every student at his school had either heard or seen what Richard had done to Gary. It wasn't until July 1st when the murder was reported by an anonymous caller and, three days later, police dogs searched the woods and found Gary Lara's body. Richard Casso and Jimmy Troiano were arrested the next day. From the minute reporters snapped a photo of Richard at the time of his arrest wearing an ACDC shirt, the connection with Satanism and the occult created a nationwide panic. But before the world could condemn the would-be Satanists, Richard Casso, on July 7, 1984, took his own life from inside of his jail cell. While Richard would never answer for his crimes, Jimmy Troiano and Albert Quinones were alive and about to stand trial. However, because of the boys' altered state of minds, confessions were difficult to corroborate. In the end, Jimmy Troiano was acquitted of second-degree murder in 1985, and Albert never stood trial. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on June 20th. 
Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.